brilliance and grace, welcome joy, satisfaction, pleasure and strength, welcome essence, beauty, presence, time, spirit, form and space, welcome excellence and every blessing, sacred and praise, what I seek, I Greetings, Shays Heart fam. How are you doing today? I hope that your mind is clear. I, do, I hope that you're heard, felt, and seen. Today, I want to remind you that you are beautiful. Just in case no one told you that today. You are beautiful. You are radiant. And you are wonderful to be around. Sometimes we don't compliment one another or remind someone how wonderful they really are. We just remind them of their perceived flaws. But today, just know that and compliment the people in your life more and let them know how wonderful they are. You may get a different reaction. You may get smacked right. But that's a shame. That's a shame. Verse for today. Today, I want to dive deep into this other side, other part of the segment. And I don't know how others may feel about this, but I may say it's this is a real topic. It's one, it's one of those topics that I really don't like doing a lot, but it's necessary because... I can speak about change. I can speak about. I can speak about all these different things. But the thing is. We have to go deeper. So this particular segment, I will be going pretty deep. This particular segment, I will be speaking about healing from in, from the inside out. Healing begins with. You. Healing begins with me. Healing begins with the, with the individual. Healing doesn't begin with the other person. Change begins with you or me, not the other person. So many times we want to fix and, and pry and, and change people. That's not, that's not what we're here for. We all have divine reasons why we are here. But it's definitely not to fix people. It's not to heal people. You can bring people in awareness because that's all healing is. You're bringing people in awareness of themselves. And that's what I'm here for. And, and I know that's what, that's the purpose that God helped me here. God helped me here to bring awareness to people. And allow and bring them to their higher selves and help them heal their inner child. 
help them help them become more aware of their inner child. I know this. And since I've really been doing more research about what a healer is and and what what is healing, it's a lot. First off, let me go with the definition of inner child. Because what is an inner child? This may be a, this may be a new term for some people. Some people have never heard this term. It's something may they they have never been men- mentioned. Well, inner child is a person supposed supposed original or true self, especially when regarded as damaged or concealed by negative childhood experiences. See, the thing is, inner child's a noun. And some of us have experienced pain from our childhood or something happened. And your inner child is usually the age at which the trauma happened. Okay? And when when it comes down to trauma, I think the best way to describe trauma is a car accident. If you've ever been in a car accident, and you've been hit by somebody, which I've been in, I think, two or three of them. Your brain goes through so many different things. And it can go from a very calm state to a, a very erratic state to a state where you're completely frantic and everything slows down. See, when trauma happens, trauma makes you go into this, I don't know the best way to say it. Trauma makes you go into this trance in a way. It makes you go into this place of of just being stuck. You're stuck in a place where something traumatic happened. And it's almost like molestation. You can go to, you can go, you going, you can go right now in your mind about every detail. You like, like a part of you remember every detail of what happened or a car accident. You remember every detail, even this years later. You can go about what happened, what was done. And trauma 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 has a way of making us sick. That's the word. Trauma has a way of making us sick. Internally. Thank you, God. And with trauma, trauma, it puts us in a mind state of staying in that place. And the definition of trauma is a deeply distressed or disturbing experience or physical injury. 
synonyms are, or a couple synonyms are agony, suffering, pain, anguish, misery, distress. And the second definition of of trauma, which is physical injury, synonyms for that is injury, damage, hurt, wounded, sore, bruised, cut. See, the thing is, I I really can't speak about inner child wounds or inner child healing without speaking about wounds. We have a couple wounds that we need to know about. We need to know about a mother wound, a father wound, abandonment wound, a rejection wound, and an inner child wound. Now it's more wounds, of course. And the thing about healing and hurt and pain and just everything that we may have went through, everything we, we we're going through, it's uh it's a lot. And some of us have been through so many things. And a wound is an injury to a living tissue to uh, an injury to living tissue caused by cut, blow, or other impact. The very form of it is inflict an injury on someone. And the thing about a wound, you really can't see a wound. And some of us, we have scars and wounds that people can't see. And they are emotional wounds and scars. Now, when it comes to healing, I can go I can go in a couple of directions, really deep, or just mild. But however God leads me to go, I am going. But just stay with me for a moment. Let's go back to the beginning of inner child, what the inner child is, your original self, your true self. See, we spend our lives wearing masks, thinking that that's who we are. But your inner child is really who you are, like, period. When I first heard the terminology inner child, I was going through what others may call the dark night of the soul. Now, some of these words may not be part of your vocabulary. So dark night of the soul is when you go through, it's almost like you're going through a spiritual experience and you're facing the shadow parts of yourself. You're facing your inner demons. You're facing those things that you struggle with. You're facing, you're facing pretty much the dark side of yourself. And one of one of the lessons I've learned with the dark night of the soul, because you go through you go through many of them. It's not just one. It depends on where you are on your on your journey, your faith journey, your spiritual journey, whatever you want to call it, your life journey. But the dark night of the soul allows us to embrace our shadows. For a great deal of my my life in my space, I grew up rather religious in the sense of being a Christian. And we were, anyone that's been a Christian or been raised or conditioned to, to think 
act or feel or say this or however. If you if you grown up in the quote unquote church, you've been conditioned. If you grew up eating chicken and fish and, and soul food, you've been conditioned. If you grew up in on a farm and, and you used to tending to the cows and milking cows, if you're t- whatever you whatever whatever you're used to, whatever you grew up with, or whatever mindset that was taught to you, is a conditioning. And I can honestly say that it was a deep conditioning within me that I had to really come out of. Conditioning is a psychology word. It literally translates to the you you've been manipulated or you've been taught to respond a certain way to a certain thing. It's almost like a brainwashing. And I was brainwashed to act, feel, think, dress a certain way. And because I was conditioned to do this, it became so normal. It wasn't until I went through the unconditioning period or the dark night of the soul that it allowed me to see without the the direction of other people who was responsible for this conditioning. Now, once the conditioning of religion really fell off of me, that's when I became spiritual. That's when I be- that's when I saw Jesus for the first time. That's when I experienced God for the first time. You know, Jesus was not this image that people put out. Jesus was this light. If I could describe it, I guess it's best way I could. Jesus was not a man. Jesus was a white light. And it was a white light that's always near, and I can feel it. And that white light consumed me to where I became just like it. So in my experience of really going through the unconditioning process, I actually saw the real Jesus. And Jesus is very much real. And I know there are scholars, there are religions, there are people saying Jesus is real. Jesus is very real. But it's not in a way that history speaks about Jesus. Jesus is a best friend. And it's it's a it's an energy just around me all the time. He he was here before and I'm not saying he, but you know, Jesus was here before. Before anything was here. And my journey of going through that unconditioned or the dark night of soul, it allowed me to see different parts of myself when I was going through the unconditioning phase, I guess you can call it. 
The same goes for any child. Because when when you're dealing with your shadow self, you're dealing with the dark parts of yourself. That's That was new for me. I was taught that that's the old you. You don't, like the, those parts of you are, you know, are, are, are evil, are bad. That's why I was taught. That's sin. You you were born a sinner. That's that's why I was taught. But what I found out, I found out what sin really was. Sin is going against the very nature of God. Sin is all around us. Sin is living in an an everlasting hell on earth. You know, sin isn't just a mindset. It's the things we do inside of our hearts. The things that's... The things that, that go against our very nature. When we go against our very nature, and when I say our nature, well, I mean... When we, go, when we go against the very things that God put inside of us and those things are and, 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 and we make agreements with things outside of those things, we are sinning because we are going against the very nature of God. God lives inside of us. It's that part, it's that God consciousness in us that we're going against, if that makes any sense. So when I found out what sin really was and what it really meant, and you know, I, I began to see everything differently. I began to see the the Bible different. I began to seeing nature different. I began seeing things different. The air outside was fresher. It was like I was given a new chance in a new life. And when it came down to healing the parts of myself and recognizing and being more aware of those parts of myself, recognize is that I have an inner child that's like you. And the inner child is a part of us that's our true selves. And a lot of times those traumas and those things that happened to us, that's usually the age that you that that you are with your inner child. I know for me in the beginning, my inner child was five years old. If you go back to any traumatic situation that caused pain or injury to your mind, body, or spirit. That's a trauma. And those traumas, they set place inside of us. Spirituality in the spiritual world is so divine and, and it's so misunderstood. It takes God to show you what it looks like and what the spiritual world is. But once I found out 
who my inner child is, what she looks like, what she, you know, what she was saying to me. I began healing. And this is what the experience looked like for me. Now, the experience may look different for you, but I was meditating. And as I was meditating, I kept seeing a child. I'm like, who is this child? And it looked like a younger version of me. And I kept seeing it. I thought I was just going crazy. I'm like, why am I seeing this? And when I meditated, the child pointed to certain, like, like it was like really doors. And each door had something on it. And I, be, I just followed, like my adult self, followed the younger version of myself to those doors. And as I went to each door, each door had something different. You know, it was almost like secret rooms. And in, in each room, it was certain events. It was like I had I had direct access to those events or those things that changed my life forever. Because we all have certain things that happened or ha- that's happening that is changing our life forever. It may be having your first child. It may be marriage. It may be having your, like getting your first home. That's that's an experience. Your life has changed. Every experience is a negative. We have positive experiences as well. So I'm just hitting on the negative ones and how those negative experiences or events can shape our whole relationship our whole life and how we see things stay with me and you and hopefully this will make sense so going back to my inner child so one of one of the doors it it said home and I went to went to that door I saw my mother now get this my mother died when I was five my my birth mother died when I was five. And in this particular door, better yet, it was like a room, but it went into like this whole world type of thing. Like a, it was like a whole other planet kind of. It, it was like a room. But once I got in the room, it was like a whole nother earth or something. Like it had different dimensions to it. So like I said, it gets deep. Okay. But when I went into this other world called home, I saw all the things I missed when I was younger because you block stuff out. And I saw my mother, I saw her upbringing. I saw her being pregnant with me, her being proud, the conversation she had rubbing her belly. And Yes, overall, I saw her, and I saw my sisters. I saw them growing up and myself, and we were a happy family. I saw my father. It's like I saw my family, my original family, at least, at that time. And I stayed in there, and within this particular home world or room, I was able to explore it. 
and 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 this is this is the funny thing about it about meditation. I was able to go into these worlds for sometimes because I can't meditate all day. I will go in and out of these out of, in and out of this this room versus world or world. And it allowed me to see what I needed to see or see those things that I missed as a child because my mother died when I was young. So I felt as if I never knew her. So I got a chance to have a conversation with my mother, got a chance to have a conversation with my great grandparents that passed. You know, I, I got a chance to have a conversations with those ancestors of mine. Got a chance to connect with that part of myself, and you know, and it made sense. Like, oh, that's that's why I am who I am, you know, because my mom was this way, or this was, you know, I I began to I began to understand I began to understand and understand that oh, my mother is certainly the traits in her that was in my grand my great grandmother, and I began to ask questions about ask my mother questions about what was going on, you know, you know, about the family and even extended. I like once even to extend it when I went around my family, I would ask like my physical family outside of meditation, outside of spiritual room. I would ask them questions about our great grandparents. And lo and behold, everything I saw in meditation, everything my mother told me in meditation was very true. Certain things ran, well, certain things run in our family, the woods out of our family. And I never understood why. So it was just a lot. So it was so many doors that I've, that I've had to go through. And there's so many doors I still have to go through to get a better understanding of who I am. So that's part of the journey for me. Now, somebody else's journey may not be that descriptive or that, that in-depth. But connecting with your inner child is so important. And even on a daily basis, I connect with my inner child. I ask her, what does she need? And it's a part of myself that, I, that I've had to reparent. Because sometimes, or a lot of times, our parents, they are only acting out of what they've, what they've, been, what they've been taught. And sometimes what they've been taught, it isn't something that's healthy, if that makes any sense. They may have been conditioned in ways to believe or, or to think this. And there's even something where it was a YouTube video or a video or something. It was where the guy's wife would cut half of the turkey and, st- and put it in the pan. And the guy was like, why do you do that? Well, my mama did it. And then he went to the mother. Why did you do it? Oh, well, my grandmother did it. Went to the grandmother. The grandmother was like, oh, well, our pen was too small. (laughs) So you get it. Some people pass down certain things. You don't know why you do what you do. You don't know why you cook the way you you cook. You don't know why you need uh, sugar or salt or pepper in your grits or even your oatmeal. Some people never had grits before. Some people never had certain foods. Because it, it wasn't something that the family introduced to them. So what I'm, what I'm saying is conditioning, it goes deep. 
we don't really know how deep the conditioning goes until we go inward, until we until we ask God for permission to go into that place or those places so we can get a better understanding of our inner world and why we are the way we are. And we picked up certain traits from a family member. Like, like this, like I picked up certain things from my mother. My mother was a very outgoing, opinionated woman. She stood strong on her own. She didn't need anybody else's validation. And she was a very loving person. I picked up like, like my whole personality a lot of a lot of a lot of the a lot of my different quirks. I act just like my mother. I look like her. You know, my body is like her. My mind is like her. She loved reading. You know, she loved dancing. She's also very intelligent. And I'm not saying I'm the only daughter or the only child that's like this, but I'm saying I'm I'm like I'm almost like a carbon copy of my mother. Versus my sisters and my brother, who my brother who's passed now, you know, God rest his soul. But why am I saying this? I'm saying sometimes we're carbon copies of people and these people weren't healed. And we pick up certain things and we take it into our relationships. We take it into, we take these things into who we are. <laughs> Excuse me. And when we do that, we don't really know where they come from. That's the reason why I make sure my daughters are unique in their own way. I don't want them to be like me, even though they do mimic me. And that's okay. So that's why I'm like, let me work on myself enough where if they do mimic me, it won't be the conditioning part of myself. It's going to be the heel part of myself that they mimic. Well, of course, children get the worst traits. My youngest daughter, she she has inherited my attitude. Uh, and I was like, I never want her to have a... I promise you, she's feisty, she's sassy. She can be bossy. <laughs> and she's like, she, she she's going to order you around sometimes. And I tend to do the same thing. But in but being in a better place, I'm like, let me make sure I'm conscious of my tone. I'm making sure I'm saying this a certain way. I'm making sure I'm not asserting myself at the wrong time. But this part of the inner child healing. Because my mother was this way. A lot of a lot of the women on the wood side of my family, on my birth mom's side of the family, they're feisty. They're sassy. They're outspoken. They're not soft-spoken women. These are not the women that is going to be quiet. These are the type of women, they're going to over-talk you. And the thing is, you have an understanding of your ancestors, who you are, where you come from, even things in your DNA. You begin to have, you begin to change from the outside because you can change those things about you if you want. You don't have to be that way. You can choose to be somebody different if this and if this what you want. But some things are just innate. You know, some things you really can't change. It's really part of who you are. And I've learned that that's a big part of who I am. And even with trying to change it, 
it's going to always come out in some way or the other. So I just stopped fighting it. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm like this for a purpose. And I'm still learning what that purpose is. But I'm less opinionated. But when I need to stand up for myself, I'm not afraid to be that way. Why am I speaking about inner child wounds or inner child connection or connecting with your inner child? Connecting with your inner child, it enables you to connect with your true self. Not the self that's conditioned, not the self that society taught you, not not the self your parents taught you, not, not the self that the school taught you. Your mother, father taught you, but the true self and connecting with your inner child, it helps you heal. And your inner child needs you more than anybody else. And that's, that's probably the closest relationship that we should have is with our inner child. Your inner child will always be honest with you. You know, your inner child is the person you see in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, you see your inner child. And your inner child's not going to lie to you. Your inner child's not going to make excuses. You can't lie to yourself. That's why you have to like yourself. And me liking and loving and learning how to trust my inner child and love on her and give her what she needs or just reparenting myself, it it has allowed me to be where I am today. Reparenting yourself is pretty much going, you know, going through the process of showing of showing up the way you needed your parents to show up. And maybe they failed at that. And it's not their fault. That's all they knew. Some parents, that's all they know. All they know or all they knew or what they were conditioned to do was to do it this way. And growing up, and it, you know, as we get older, we realize, hey, this thing don't work for me. And we 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 begin to parent our children, if you have some, by your loins, because you can have children different. You can have other. You have spiritual children. You can have natural children. You have different types of children. You can adopt children. You can be a mentor, big brother, big sister. So it depends. But the thing is, our parents didn't know better. And once we realized they were just as damaged as we can be, and they were just living out this state of conditioning that they were taught, we began to forgive them and not be so hard on them. Well, my parent was not this. No, that's just all they knew. And in and, and this reparenting process, we begin to give ourselves those, we begin to feed ourselves those positive affirmations. We begin to speak those scriptures over ourselves. We begin to really give ourselves those things that we feel as if we miss. Like some people may have felt, some people may feel as if, hey, my parents weren't attentive enough. So they may be, they may, they may like attention. See, our conscious, our conscious mind is not aware of the unconscious, subconscious, and, un, and the unconscious. I think I said one, one of the conscious more than what I need to. But on a conscious level, we may just be seeking attention. But underneath it all, our inner child needs our full, undivided attention without trying to please anybody. And sometimes the things that we 
we fall at or those things that or those character flaws that we have, they identify what we really need for us on the inner child level. Now, when it comes down to healing in a relationship, I spoke on healing individually. Healing as a, healing as a couple, it's a whole nother thing. Because a lot of times we're acting out of insecurities. We're acting out of those conditionings that we were taught. Well, you should do this. Oh, well, this is this. Well, you should be a Democrat. You should believe in this. You know, and it's a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas. And the woulda, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. The shoulda, coulda, wouldas. <laughs> tongue twister. It's tongue twister. They come from conditioning. Because that's all you know. If someone wasn't raised up on sports or watching sports or liking sports, you, most most likely in their adulthood, they're not going to like sports. If someone had a negative experience with fire, they're not going to like fire if they were burnt. Even if even if they burnt themselves, all they remember is pain. You remember the, if we only remember certain things on a conscious level. <laughs> and if you never go beneath the surface, you never know what's underneath there. And it's just like the roof of a cot. If you don't, if you don't pop that trunk open, you don't know what's going on. All you know, all you know is your car smoking. So we have to go underneath the hood. We have to not be afraid to tune in. We have to not be afraid to meditate. We have not to be afraid of these term these terminologies that's been around for decades and centuries. Inner child wounds or inner child healing is massive to having healthy relationships. See, one partner can have an awareness of their inner child. The other partner don't. Somebody can be acting out of insecurity or something that happened when they were younger. Some Somebody can be more drawn. Somebody, somebody can be more outgoing. Somebody can be, you know, more problematic. It depends on what's going on in the relationship. And some of the issues are under it's inner it's it's under the surface issues within that within each person or within that person. Sometimes people are triggered by certain things that their partner say or do or or, or did. Sometimes it's a they probably said something that somebody hurt them in the past and they didn't make that they didn't make that spiritual connection. Like, Oh, that's the reason why I feel this way. Have you ever just felt mad for no reason? Like, why are you mad at this situation? This person that hurt you, this person wasn't, wasn't, wasn't trying to be evil towards you. But sometimes like the things that we experience in everyday, in, in, in everyday life, it it reminds us of the traumas and things that happened. And then we begin to be triggered. And when you're triggered in a relationship, that's probably one of the worst fights you probably have. And it's, it has nothing to do with, with your partner, but it has everything to do with you. So when you have a partner that's still asleep, that's not, that's not awakened to themselves, or that's not, I don't like saying woke, but they're not, aware of their inner world a lot of times they're going to act out of 
their insecurities, their triggers out of their wounds and scars. And the one part and the part in this conscious of it and aware of it, like, hold on now. This is what's going on. And you and you'll probably get a better understanding of how to go about communicating, how to go about saying this thing. But until the healing is done or it's awareness on the other person's end, they will never see their, their, their actions. Some people are so blind to their actions that they don't realize how they may how they, how they may induce somebody else to feel. Because no one can make anybody feel a certain way, but they can definitely influence it, how somebody feels, depending on the level of power, emotional power that they've given over to the other person. Why am I why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because some of my arguments on arguments. Some of my arguments are things that we some of my arguments are things that we struggle with internally. Maybe the fact that your partner didn't validate you points out to the fact that you need to be validated. Or the, the fact that they didn't tell you that you are enough. Or they may make you feel as if you're not enough. Because you feel as if you're not enough. And that's when the reparenting process happens. See, when you reparent yourself... You don't need your partner. You don't need anybody else to tell you that you're enough. Even though it helps. Even though it's it's great to hear it. You know what I mean? It's going to be like an extension cord. It's like, it's, it's great to hear it. But some of us are not in a headspace where it's great to hear it. And we can, we, we, we can tell ourselves that. Some people live by their ego. They live by those external things. They, 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 they haven't dug deep enough to know why they behave the way they behave. Why they need to? Why, why we need to have this particular thing? Why this needs to be done this particular way? Why I need this particular thing from my partner? Why is this a requirement for my partner? Why is this requirement from my father? Why is this requirement for my daughter? Why is this requirement all my relationships? It's because we don't do that inner work of realizing that. It's a reason why. I know for a long time, I had a father wound that that needed to be healed. But now that that father wound is healed, I have better relationships. Another wound that I had, and I think it's still try to, it's healed, but I think it's still portions of it that I still have to go through that door and navigate it. It's abandonment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that abandonment wound is deep within me. And it wasn't something that I was born with. It was something that was that was that that was inherited to me. See the thing is my mother had an abandonment wound. And she wasn't aware of herself like that. So she passed it down to me. And not just her. It was my grand great grandparents. This see, this is one of the things that this this is this abandonment is one of the things that the women on the wood side have struggled with. 
rejection and abandonment. And, and in me going through this process, I've learned that, hey, I don't have to be abandoned. I don't have to do this. I'm okay alone by myself. And it's like by me going through the process of being single and enjoying my own company, find out what I like doing, being around those people that feels good to me, you know, being around those people that support me and I can support them where it's reciprocation. It's, it's so healing. Now, I can say due to the fact I've had partners just leave, that magnified that. I'm like, dang, you just left me? You just cheated on me? You know, so of course it still affects me depending on what's going on. But it don't affect me as much. So it's still some... It's still, it's still some areas that need to be refined. I need to go into, back into that space and go and see why. See, that's the reason why tuning in and meditating is so major. Because we forget that we have an inner world that affects the outer world. Our thoughts become our reality. Now, when it comes to inner child healing, it takes an awareness. It takes prayer. It takes meditating together. So when you meditate with your partner together, it's so powerful. Why? Because you open your world to theirs. But some people are so closed off that they that they're not even aware of their own world. Some people are so withdrawn. Some people are so emotionally suppressed. That they can't even have, they they can't even access their own emotional world. So how can you have access to that part of them? And this is one of the things that this is one of the things that I would love, love, love to go deeper into. But you know, I'll be on here two or three hours. But we, but when you have an aware partner and an unaware partner, the relationship is going to go through. When you have two aware partners, it may go through even even worse, depending on the level of, of trauma and the level of conditioning and in the reparenting process. We have to reparent ourselves, and for those that have lost their parents, you're going to have to go through a process of reparenting yourself. When you reparent yourself, you no longer blame your parents. You know, yeah, you'll miss them, but you no longer blame your parents for those things because you know that it's not their fault. And even so much, even so much as being a parent myself, having children, healing, see, healing looks a little different from me Healing self, because see, God gives us that natural gift to heal self, but it's not really taught in the church. It's only taught, well, only through prayer, only through Jesus. That's where you get your healing. I'm not trying to speak against that. I'm speaking about my own journey. I believe Jesus is the only healing you need. And I believe Jesus and our spiritual team allows us to 
see those things or to be a light in a darkness within us. Okay. I'm not, if not, I'm trying to impede, I'm not trying to hinder, I'm not trying to block what you believe. If that's your belief, that's your belief. Even with belief systems, don't you know that's also a conditioning? Because we're not born believing in a certain deity. We're taught it. Conditioning is taught. But that's a whole other story, too. Well, this, that's why I call myself spiritual. Because I know my spirit, my, on a soul level, I resonate with certain things for a certain reason. And it's outside of the conditioning that happened, that, that I went through. But let me go into the... And wrap this up and let's get into the nitty gritty of this. If you're a parent and if you're a parent and let's say you healed yourself and then in your partnerships and your family, your work life, whatever, other relationships. Now, being a parent in healing and your inner child versus your child's inner child. It's different. See, children go through a lot. They're very strong. They can persevere through anything. But when children are younger, especially as a parent, it's very important to heal your inner child. And sometimes you have to heal while you're a parent. And that's where the reparenting comes from. You have to reparent yourself. Because in reparenting yourself, you can repair those things that you pass down to them. And you know how a child can have certain traits of a mother or a parent. And sometimes those traits are toxic. They're unhealthy. They're unbalanced. They they don't, they don't suit anybody. Sometimes just by going through the process of healing self through meditation, through scriptures, through positive affirmations, through Reiki, I mean, through prayer. I mean, it's uh, it's through yoga. However, whatever, however healing may come for you, you allow you actually become a better parent, and you begin to become so aware of yourself, and you're aware of the things that you pass down to your children, <laughs> like the thing with the attitude. My my youngest, I'm like that's a that's something passed down to her. She just she wasn't just born with attitude. She wasn't just born this way. Just like Lady Gaga, I was born this way. No. She was taught this. Because that's how I was taught. And it's something dealing with the women on the wood side of the family. And because I can identify the root of it, I'm like, hmm, okay. Now I can help her embrace that side of herself. But you don't well, she don't have to always be this way. She don't have to always be opinionated. She don't have to always be speaking up for herself. Only when she really need to. And in me reteaching myself how to do this within myself, it's like my inner child guiding me to this is helping my daughter's inner child. You, you, you see how the healing can be generational? And you begin to heal the mistakes of your mother and, and, and grandmother ancestors through your womb. And even though the children are outside your womb, you still can, you still can heal that, those things by working on you. 
by being connected to you and calling those things out as they as if they're not or as if they were. You know how that old saying goes. But this goes hand in hand with inner child healing. Because healing your child while healing yourself is one of the most difficult things I, I've ever had to do. I have to take time to meditate 15 minutes a day. I have to tune in with the, the real me every day. Because life is just a dream. This whole world, I mean, it's just a matrix. This stuff ain't real. These feelings ain't real. Shoot, this food ain't real. Only thing real is what is what's in the spiritual world. This is what we see with our physical eyes. But what about our spiritual eyes? What do we really look like? You know. And I know this message isn't for everybody, but when we heal selfers, we have better relationships. And some of the, well, a lot of the problems comes from us not being healed or being triggered or this or that or or having a memory of this. But it's a process and how this whole thing thing goes. But I hope that this segment was too wasn't too deep because people need to be more aware of the inner child. Yeah, it's a terminology used, but it's something that's very real. And I say this and wrap it up. As we heal and reparent ourselves. And we go through our conditioning. Some of us start right or so. Well, we all go through dark night or so, but we go through the process of becoming the real us. Oh, we become or we become the mirror of our inner child as an adult, if that makes any sense. We begin to we begin to live out our soul purpose. We begin being who we really are. And henceforth, that's the reason why I can get on here and speak the way I speak, because I know that's what I'm here for. I found out that's the purpose that that's why God put me here. That's why my soul, that's why my soul is here. It's here to heal. It's here to bring awareness to people. It's here to uh, to affirm people to their higher self. It's, it's so people can heal their inner child and, and healing your inner child. And as I hear my inner child, and you hear your inner child, you will better understand the words that's coming out of my mouth. It won't be gibberish. You know, it won't be like a parable like Jesus said. Like Jesus was saying, like, what are you talking about? Talking about some fig leaves, you know. But the thing is, healing is not just due to time. It's spent on willingness. Now, it, it have taken some years for me to get to this place, so. Still growing, but I still have to go through some doors to grow even more. And as I grow, hopefully, you can grow with me. But as we heal ourselves, our relationships, and we become better parents and we forgive people, we begin to really just be in. In better in a better space, if that makes any sense. But just know with healing comes a lot of responsibility. If you're not ready to be responsible for yourself, you're not ready to be accountable, if you're not ready to be in a headspace with yourself, 
don't even go through the process because some people start the process like, oh man, healing's easy. No, it's not. It's like going through hell and keep going through hell. You're constantly going through hell. You're going to hell to reach heaven, <laughs> basically. Heaven inside yourself. And the hell that's inside yourself sometimes supersedes the, he- the heaven. But I pray and hope that this segment brings enlightenment to what the inside is, what is a wound, what is conditioning. And I hope that we can have better relationships because of that. But we cannot force someone to heal. There has to be a choice of their own and they have to see it. The only thing we can do is pray for them and ask God to show them where they need areas of healing so that we can grow into who we are, really are. And we won't have to worry about trying to fix somebody else because we'll be so fixated on fixing ourselves. Not fixing, but, you know, healing self. It's almost like a wound. Our bodies naturally heal itself if we just leave it alone. If you get a sore, if you just stop picking it, it's going to heal. It's going to develop a scab. Same thing with our hearts. Our hearts can heal itself. Our, I, I, like, um, we can heal our emotions. We can heal certain parts of ourselves. That's our body is a natural healing place. We, oh, well, not, well, we can, our bodies naturally heal itself. So we don't need an external source to heal because God is not outside of us. God is inside of us. It is that God energy of God that heals us from the inside out. But in, in religion, it's taught that God is outside of you. The church is outside of you when we are the church. The church is us, the people. So in this matrix, everything is taught external. You look for external pleasure, external joy, external happiness. No, everything starts within. And when you have healing and love and joy and God inside and, you, and you're connected to God inside of you, you connect to your inner child, you begin to live your best life. But this is just what God gave me concerning inner child. I thank God for everything. And I pray that whoever's listening to this, that you find healing and and listen to this many times you need to. You find healing in your relationships and yourself and you begin to repair it and live your best life. And remember, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Shay's heart.